This is a Big MX podcast brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Golden Tire, Tech One Designs, West Side Honda, TransCanada Motorsports, Roy Wharton Suspension Systems, and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check out BigMXRadio.com for more content. Welcome to the Big MX Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, TransCan Amore Sports, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension, and Golden Tire. I am your host, as usual, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, none other than WUSA's John Anderson down there in Orange, California. Uh, he's just catching his breath after a busy couple of weeks one week over at the the Hall of Fame, and then the very next weekend, he's got the Vet World Championships, 30 years in the making. W Wheels presented the Vet World Championships at Grunthal, or wow, Grunthal, uh, that's a local track. Glen Helen, a <laughs> uh, beautiful track, beautiful landscape, and a beautiful opportunity for a lot of vet riders to uh, get get experience on the, the full-size track. How's it going there, John? It's going real good, Brad. Thank you for uh, having me on your program. I uh, appreciate you taking the interest in, in W and, and want to maybe hear a little bit about our story. And uh, so, yeah, man, thank you very much for having, having me on your, your show. Well, excellent. It's Tuesday after the, uh, the Vet World Championships. Uh, you've got to just be uh, relieved that it's all, everything went off without a hitch as the dust settles now after two busy weekends. Um, tell us a little bit about the weekend that, uh, that's just passed and um, not only how you guys were involved, but uh, how that's progressed from uh, 30 years ago at uh, Paris Raceway. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, uh, it is two days after the, the the race now, and got everything cleaned up. And and uh, and uh, from a, from a, as you mentioned, a really busy weekend. But you know, it was uh, it it couldn't have been perf- uh, better. I mean, um, you know, we had the opportunity. Uh, it came up. Um, you know, the, the vet race used to be. It was a race that Tom White started 30 years ago. I'm sure everybody knows and. And, uh, you know, he, he maintained that race and, and sponsored it every year for about 25 years. And then when, uh, after he sold the company, um, another, uh, little uh, distribution company took it over for a handful of years and some changes were going on there. And, um, I think, uh, maybe lost a little bit of focus on the event and the folks at Glen Helen, uh, Mr. Feldkamp, Bud Feldkamp and Lori, they were looking for maybe a new partner. And it was something that was near and dear to our hearts because we had a lot of uh, history with it. And so, yeah, um, we were able to put a deal together. And, you know, it was technically our first uh, W Vet World Championships. But if you want to tag it as the Vet World Championship, it it was, again, the, the, the 30th annual. So pretty neat deal, you know. I mean, not many things anymore you can say are 30th annual. And, and for us to be able to have our name on the title of that, Along with some other great companies like MTA Distributing and and Yamaha and FMF and a whole bunch of people, it was really really good. Um, had a little bit of rain on Saturday, but you know what? Uh, I mentioned before we started that uh, we haven't had rain in California for quite a while now. It was our first real good rainfall, and you know what? It made Glen Helen absolutely perfect for Sunday. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody's if they haven't been to Glen Helen. Uh, 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 you know, or they have at least seen it on television. 
it's a pretty uh, uh, amazing racetrack with those hills yep. and, and whatnot. There's no really a, no other place like that, I think, in the country with that kind of terrain as far as the hills, as I mentioned, up and down. And uh, couldn't have been a better racetrack and a great event. And you know what, Brad, the feedback from the riders and, and friends and industry people, they really had a good time and a big turnout and, and uh, had a lot of festivities going on, really cool uh, pro podium uh, presentation at the end and man it was awesome and uh but with that being said we're in the business to sell wheels and so we're not a we're not going in the business to promote races yeah so so it's nice that we just do it once a year and then we can get back to to the the, the, the meat and potatoes of 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 our business and that's uh what we do wheels and so forth but uh, it was very good Absolutely, and beautiful wheels, I might add, that basically spread out through the entire AMA pits. It's tough to find uh, a team that doesn't use your product. In fact, I think the list of teams that don't use your product is probably shorter than the teams that do. Uh, and just over just over three or four years uh, that you've you've been around, I guess it's only three years. Uh, how did how have you guys uh, ascended to greatness in the pits uh, in just sh- a short period of time? Well. Um... Well, it's funny you say greatness. I, I don't know if we'd go that far. I <laughs> I would say it's more um, opportunity, and I think a lot of it, it is pretty crazy when I, I, I look at it, and, you know, it's something that we have on our, our homepage of our website, you know, because I'm, you know what, honest, I mean, I'm proud in each every one of those programs that we work with. You know, I mean, uh, we do take a lot of pride in what we do for our business, and certainly racing is something that, especially at the professional level, really at all levels. You know, I mean, it, it, it could be a, a Ryan Dungey or a Roxon, or it could be, uh, in all honesty, it could be a, a 45-year-old vet guy that's racing last weekend, you know, that does it for fun and, and works on Monday. You know, I mean, we uh, we do pride ourselves on the fact that our same, our wheel builders, and I've said this before, they really don't know if they're building wheels for, for Justin Brayton or Barsha or if they're, again, building them for, for you or I, you know, or, or that 45-year-old vet guy, you know, because we put just as much in pri- uh, pride in every wheel we do because at the end of the day, a motorcycle wheel is a pretty critical part of the motorcycle, you know, and uh, failures, uh, does it happen? Can it happen? Well, sure it can. It's a motorcycle, you know, it's a mechanical thing, and and, and things can break, and, and they do, but I think that working with the professional race teams, it's, it's allowed us to to learn a lot on on the demands that those guys put on the stuff and and uh because you know these racers and, and whether it be in America or heck some of the products we sell are even used in Europe uh in fact they won another world title this year two world titles with Corolli and and the uh, factory KTM team over there and I speak about the kite brand mm-hmm. it's uh it's stuff that we really learn a lot from and 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 we put that back into you know our our our, our the manufacturers that make our stuff Talon or Kite to make it even better you know and a good example of that is Talon the Talon carbon hub that we use like with Jason Anderson last year to win a West Coast title right I mean that hub has changed you know when I say the hub I'm talking about bearings or spacers or even some spoke components we use and whatnot mm-hmm. it's changed three times in three years because we learn every year. And I, I, I say that not because of we've had failures on the racetrack, but it's dur- durability testing on the racetrack. You know, stuff wears out. How do we make that better for the next year, you know? So anyway, you know, so working with all those race teams, 
it really gives us a chance to learn a lot, and certainly it pr- helps promote W and the brands we represent for sure. But uh, we take a lot of pride in it, and uh, and uh, and I got, you know also when I go to Anaheim when when our whole team goes to Anaheim, it's kind of neat to be able to sit up there and know we know how hard they have all worked to prepare the teams, but I also feel like you know we've worked real hard too, and and when you see the finished product on the racetrack. And see those guys do what they do, and they're amazing athletes. It's uh, it's pretty gratifying. You know, it's very rewarding. So uh, we enjoy ourselves for sure. Excellent. You know what? Uh, wheels might be something that most riders overlook in terms of how to improve the performance and. Uh, basically the longevity of their motorcycle. Uh, a lot of guys are, are more proponent to uh, putting a, like an exhaust system, motor mods, uh, or even graphics on the bike rather than going to uh, ahead and, and taking care of those two big spinning things on the bottom of the motorcycle. Uh, most people are either to leave them stock or just to left them alone. And uh, when, when left alone, a lot of times they can... Um, get uh, more egg shaped than round shaped. Um, but so what are some of the benefits that, uh, you can basically tell us a little bit about, about going with a product, uh, whether it be right out of the box when you, when you first get your bike is to go and get a, a set of uh, W wheels or, uh, once those, um, your, your, your wheels are uh, a little bit worse for wear, uh, how can uh, someone uh, benefit from going to your product? Well, you know, the bikes, all the manufacturers now, and, and it used to be the big four, Honda, Kawa, Suzuki, Yamaha, and now it's really six with the uh, the uh, with KTM being a powerhouse that they are, and mm-hmm. now the new Husqvarna brand, you know? I mean, not it's not that it's new, but certainly, you know, and you'll see it more in America, and I think from what I understand, in fact, what I know, you'll see it in Canada, in your Canadian series. That's right. As well, where you'll see that brand up there as well, so... Look, they all make fantastic motorcycles. They're they're the best out there. They're just great, and um, a lot of time and money is spent into making those brands what they are. And but, you know, wheels are something that I would say the manufacturers a lot of times, even though they use quality brands and components, a lot of times you know the ultimate goal on a lot of race bikes is to keep the weight down as light as possible. And one of the areas that a lot of the companies do that is in, say, example, the rims or the hubs. Right. Now, stock hubs, are they light? Yes, they are. And we get that question a lot. You know, well, man, my stock hub is so light. And you're absolutely right. They're very, very light. And they do that, again, to keep the, the minimum weight uh, on the motorcycle. The rims, the same thing. Now, if you know anybody that rides, say, a Yamaha or a Honda, for instance, and, and it, it stock and, and, and say they're of a speed of a, a good novice into a faster intermediate and so yeah. on. You'll find with, with talking to people, if you ask them, you know, do the rims bend? Yeah, they do because they run a different, say, grade of aluminum. Mm-hmm. And it's made maybe a little bit lighter. And so, it, it, you know, that does happen. You know, and speaking of the hubs, you know, the hubs, the Honda hubs, uh, very, very light. Uh, some of the other ones, very, very light. And in, in honesty, I mean, for a racing application or for the average guy, you know, they're probably okay. They're probably okay. Um, but I will also tell you, even at the intermediate level and the amateur kids and whatnot, very seldom do you see uh, any of those guys, is certainly in the professional racing uh, category, running stock hubs. They do that for the strength. You know, stock right. is good. It's light. Is it strong? Is it durable? Yes, but for extreme racing conditions, 
I think the kind of the writing is on the wall, and that's why you do see the Hondas and Cowie and Suzuki and whatnot, all those guys having quote-unquote factory equipment on their bikes mm -hmm. because they're looking for strength, durability. I mean, look, when an orange motorcycle, say, goes out and, and wins a race, you know, great. You don't always notice, you know, it's just like, oh, KTM won. But if a KTM goes out there and all of a sudden you push the bike off the track and, and, and people don't know what's wrong with it. Right. You know, they don't, like, all they know is the thing broke. So for them to take any chances, I mean, if it's a, a broken bearings or whatnot, at the end of the day, the manufacturer is going to take the hit for that because all the fans know, you know, the pictures that people see online and in magazines, they just know, well, that KTM just went off, must, motor must have broke, you know? Right. So, so wheels are something, yes, it's often overlooked. And, and two, you mentioned about graphics. A lot of people put a new pipe and whatnot. Look, I mean, a quality wheel set, you know, it's not the cheapest thing in the world for sure. I will also say, having come from a background at working at White Brothers and, Back in those times, we sold a $900 exhaust system over 10 years ago. Well, right. nowadays, as you know, Brad, you can go out and buy the trick, you know, titanium full exhaust system, and you'll spend over $1,000 for it. Yep. And the one thing when people get critical, oh, I don't need those wheels, they're too expensive. You know, one thing about wheels is they can be something that you can roll over two or three years. So if you bend sure. the rim, you put a new rim on it, and you just keep going. You know what I mean? The thing is, I like to joke with some of my friends that are in the exhaust business that make them is, well, because they'll give me a hard time about our wheels being so expensive. I say, well, yeah, well, you know, that, that, that titanium exhaust system that you have or the carbon fiber, man, you can be out on the track on Thursday afternoon in Glen Helen just doing some motos and something not even related to you. Somebody can just come in and clean you out. Yeah. And that titanium exhaust system, they can snap that thing in half and then you're done. Yeah, that thing's you know garbage I mean? now. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like when you put uh, even like an engine component. I mean, you can spend you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a, a hopped-up engine, which, hey, the guys that build engines like that, they're, they're just unbelievable. I mean, from uh, you can watch the guys and listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's, it, it's another one of those things where they're not built to last forever. You know, I mean, they require maintenance like wheels do. So, again, my point is that wheels are something, hey, a lot of guys aren't, and not everybody can afford to buy a new bike every year. And, you know, times, they're tough for everybody. You know, yeah. you want to spend wisely, and uh, it's gotten to the point where some guys don't buy a new bike every year. But you know what? The cool thing is you can just buy a graphics kit, and you could just buy a set of wheels, and you can make your bike look brand new. You Absolutely. Can completely change the look of it. And actually, one of the things that I, I, lo I love about W Wheels or, or going with an uh, aftermarket set of wheels is that it's a it's a product that you can put on your bike. That um, the 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 more expensive wheels or the 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 better the wheels, the more durable they actually are, the stronger that they are. Whereas when you go to that full tie system from a, an exhaust system, any brand, you're actually buying the least. Um, durable of the systems that that you can go with and uh something that is not going to uh hold up as long as, as say uh like basically if you want to get longevity out of your dollars i i'd say that um that wheels is probably your best bet like you said like i have a a set of uh 2004 kawasaki 125 and 250s beautiful bikes but uh the wheels need some serious love, my friend, and uh, that's going to be my, my next, uh, what I, I look to replace next over anything else, really, because uh, with uh, 
two wheel, like a set of wheels that are, are true and, and strong, uh, that bike can, uh, can last that much longer. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and nowadays the, the, the trend has gone to customizing. So, so many right. people do custom graphics and look, Brad, you might have some, uh, some graphics made for your bike with your, your radio show, mm-hmm. you know, and you might have a certain look of your logo, you know, certain color you like. The cool thing is, you know, nowadays, I mean, not only can you do graphics to, to, to match your logo, well, quite honestly, you can do wheels to do that as well. So if your logo's red, black, and, and silver, you could do, you could kind of do your wheels the same way. You can make it personalized for you, which sure. is kind of a neat thing, you know. Um, and, you know, the other thing, speaking of wheels, you know, and W and, and, and stuff we do, look, I mean, we're, we're, we don't tell everybody like, hey, your bike's junk if you don't have, you know, our wheels on it. That's not, well, that's not our message. But, you know, if it means just taking your stock wheels and, you know, look, you got to pay an entry every week to go racing. You know, it could be a, a young guy that's just working and everything he makes is put into his racing. He's got to buy race gas and get a deal on some gear and whatnot. And then, hey, maybe he, uh, Maybe just a fifteen hundred dollar wheels isn't in in his budget right now, and that's okay, you know. But but as I mentioned in the beginning, if if the guy's got a Honda and he takes his rims and the things end up looking like Flintstones, you know, they're square. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, you know, the quality companies like DID, for instance, and Excel, you can get their top of the line rims, the same rims that you know that Honda and Cowie and KTM, so all their heroes run. Uh, and they can put new rims on their bike, new spokes and nipples, and and and, and they still got a really strong wheel set. You know, is it customized? No, but that's okay because that's not maybe for everybody. You know, and yeah. I think you mentioned in the beginning that you know we have a lot of race teams, and yes, we do. But uh, and sometimes, and I've heard this from people, and and I've heard this being told by some some customers and even friends of mine that uh, maybe had heard it through other wheel companies that. You know, they only do race stuff, and they only work with the big guys. Well, that's not really true because I'll tell you, if you come through our shop sometime and if you ever make it to California, we'll give you a tour. But we do probably just as much, I would say, uh, stock stuff where we'll just take someone's stock hubs, send us the hubs only. We'll put, you know, our same wheel builders build them, same guys that build our, our, our race guys stuff, and put new spokes and nipples and put some new rims on it, and out they go, you know, so... Uh, our wheel services uh, are across the board, stock stuff, even our aftermarket talent kite, heck, even vintage stuff, Brad. We do quite a bit of vintage stuff as well. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how, we do quite a bit of that. How far back uh, do you are you able to uh, rebuild wheels for those uh, listening who have a, uh, a vintage bike that uh, that their Flintstone wheels need some attention? It, I mean, we go back, well, the way we're able to do this, and I would say you've got a 75 TM125 Suzuki from way back. And, My and, buddy actually and, has one. Well, it's funny because I had one too. So <laughs> that's why it came to mind. There you go. And you've got one of those bikes and the, the, the rims are getting rusted and the nipples, you know, you got to tighten the spoke and the whole spoke spins. Mm-hmm. We could take that. We could have a guy send us that hub and we could put new spokes, nipples, and a new rim on it, send it back looking like new. So, so there you go. We actually, something... It, it, we didn't have it when we first started our company, but as, as time went on, I mean, we knew that, uh, again, wheels, custom wheels weren't going to be for everybody. And really it was something, too, that Tom White had kind of pushed us on doing 
also with the vintage market. And because there are a lot of guys that are very, very passionate about that. It's like yeah. you said, you know, um, uh, or, or maybe I referenced it too. You know, I had a 75 TM 125. Well, you know, if that, and I, I'm not saying that was my ultimate dream bike. My The bike that I grew up riding was a Hodaka. Okay. Combat so, Wombat. Exactly, man. So uh, <laughs> I think I had an Ace 100 actually. There you go. And, and so, you know, as we get a little bit older, I mean, a lot of people, they just want to get that bike that they grew up around and, and they want to restore it, you know, and, and even if it means that they're restoring it, maybe not to even ride it as corny as that might sound, but heck, if you go to Tom White's house and uh, he's got three or four motorcycles with no gas, no oil, no lubricant, no chemical in it throughout his house. Now, this is on top of his museum, but they're very special bikes to him and mm-hmm. his son Brad and and growing up and whatnot so pretty cool deal you know and, and that people can take those bikes that have a lot of sentimental value to them and they can restore them and and if that includes doing wheels and and, and, and making the things look like new again then so be it you know but we do all that stuff excellent i think there's uh, plenty of riders out there uh new and old that if they could get their hands on their first bike that first uh, one of their first race bikes that they uh threw a leg over they would uh more more, more than willing to uh, spend the money to uh, make sure that thing is in pristine uh, showroom condition to do exactly what you said. No chemicals in it, just have it sit there um, looking pretty. Uh, I know my dad would love to get one of them. He had an RM125 uh, from 1975, the first year of the RMs. Uh, yeah. Looking for, looking to try and uh, refurbish one uh, to give, give give to him for a, for a, either a Father's Day or a Christmas present or something like that, but uh, we'll work cool. on that. For yeah, sure. yeah, no, very cool. Um. As far as uh, like your employees, you've been you've been working for now three years. I know I, I watched a YouTube video. You're only four years into your or four months into uh, your program at that time. Had a couple of wheel builders with your, your clean room, your station there. Uh, yeah. And uh, how how has that progressed? How many builders do you have? And how many uh, sets of wheels can you guys push out in one day? Well, it's funny um, when we. I don't know if you're, we, we did a, a thing with uh, Transworld yeah. right after we started the company and, and Don Maeda, the editor, he's a friend and he wanted to do a little something on our company, a little house call thing. And I, I'll never forget that great memory. And so I, they sent the kid over to do it. And I said, Hey, you know, at that time, like my kids, my kids are pretty small and mm-hmm. that was four years ago. So my daughter's nine, my son's almost 11. So what that would have been five and six, say. And so it was kind of a cool deal. The kids would actually come to our office after work and do their homework and whatnot because Chris and I are doing this together. And, mm-hmm. and so we put, I said, hey, it's kind of a little joke thing, you know. We should put the kids up in the chewing stands and have <laughs> them pretend like they're doing spokes. And, you know, it's funny, Brad, mm-hmm. the people's reaction to that, they, they, I just thought it would be kind of a goofy thing to do. And, yeah. and people... You know, even uh, I would Child say labor. as recently as a couple months ago, somebody said, hey, I saw this video on your, your thing. I thought that was the neatest thing having your little kids. No doubt. You know, pretending like they're building their wheels, you know. And it For was, sure. Uh, Don did tell me, it was funny, Don said that uh, he'd gotten a comment from somebody said, man, I don't know if I really want to go with that place. I mean, having little kids chew my wheels. And Don just told me that he was like, come on, guy. I yeah, mean, it's just a joke, it's you know, a joke, yeah. but yeah, it's just a joke, but that's fun. But yeah, I mean, as far as the, the company, I, I would say, let's see, April, 
will be uh, four years uh, right. this coming April that we've we've had W and and we've got a great great group of people down here. A lot of them, you know, have been here. A lot of them, some of them that we work with now are people that came from White Brothers, you know. But uh, we have a really solid group of people from our marketing department, which is uh, myself and a girl named Jelena. She does all of our flash ads on our website and whatnot. So when you see stuff pop up on our on our homepage of our website, she designs all that stuff. And, and, and then our warehouse guys, that you know, the shipping and receiving, and then our wheel builders, and then, you know, Kristen and Josh, Sarah up in the front office. Um, uh, currently we have like three wheel builders, two full-time, and then the third is kind of a floater depending on the load of work that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the process to do that is basically uh, we when it's really busy, I mean, it, it, everybody jumps in. It's all hands on deck, as they say. Yep. And, and, and we'll have a couple people in there. All they do in our production clean room, we call it, all they do is loose lace, and that means they just basically loose, they, they lace the wheel up. They don't true it. Mm-hmm. And then the process is that they do all that, and we'll just bump through the orders, and then we have the two wheel truers that sit there and just true them. So collectively as a group, you know, between loose lacing and then truing, if the two guys are going wide open, we can do uh, anywhere from, I would say, if sometimes it's easier if the wheels are if if you're doing a bunch of KTM stuff for instance and it's the same and, and on the truing stand you don't have to adjust anything you know to set up differently for a different bike mm-hmm. I would say mm, 25 to uh, 25 to 30 32 wheels a day I would say that's pretty good um, it, yeah it is it's not like it's something that that we're 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 trying to pump out a hundred a day. Not at all, because no, but in fact, something to be said for efficiency. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and and I'm real, real keen on that. You know, the whole efficiency thing, and and look, I mean, when we first started our in our shop, I mean, it was we didn't even have tables. You know, I mean, we we had a couple pallets of some product, and it was like right in the beginning was it was pretty gnarly. You know, mm-hmm. um, but now working out the the bugs and whatnot, I think that. We have that figured out. We've had it figured out, I think, for a little while. But, but two, you know, there's still things that come up to this day that we, you know, we can we work to improve on. If we see where we're lacking somewhere, or, you know, the the, the again the efficiency part of it, you know, the loose lacing or racking spokes for powder or or inventory or 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 whatever, um, you know, we're always that's why we have a company meeting every couple of weeks. Um, you know, we do that after work, so it doesn't uh, doesn't uh, disrupt any service on the phone for our customers and whatnot. Um, then we address all those issues, and we, you know, I mean, so much of what we do here, Brad, mm-hmm. um, is is all stuff that we learned from White Brothers, man. I mean, you, it couldn't have been a better university or or or, or teaching training institution ground. than White Brothers. App training grounds, absolutely, whatever. All of the above, because things that we that we uh, implement in our business today, it's stuff that we learned 20 years ago, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really kind of funny, and, and and a lot of that means also, you know, and I'm I remember Tom White used to do this, you know, uh, it was very important that that we all knew our product line and we knew the details of it, and we would do sales meetings. I'll never forget and. We'd all be sitting there. It'd be a staff of 15, 20 salespeople, and I was in sales. 
and he would just, it was almost like you were in class again, and he would just say, hey, John, can you tell me the difference between our plastic on our discards and, say, the competition? And, you know, it's one of those where you can't just, like, wing it. You know, no. you better, you're kind of on call, you know. And I won't say we do that to our guys, but, I mean, you know, when everybody, when people start here, everyone got a catalog, and they, they take it home, and we do want them to know what's in our book. Do they have to be experts on it? No, I mean, no one's going to be an expert. I'm not an expert, but we want them just to be familiar with it so that when customers call or somebody walks in the door, because, you know, that you kind of know what you're talking about, because I don't know about you, but, you know, in, 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 in personal life, if, if I walk in to look at a new TV or a bicycle part or something, when someone's trying to BS you, you know, you kind of see right through it, you know, and all it does is just sour you on the deal. Absolutely. I'd rather... With our guys, if they don't know, I mean, we just be honest with them and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure the answer to that, but tell you what, I'm going to find out and I'll get right back to you. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's customer service, it's sales, it's all of the above, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, we have a great group of people down here, and um, we do consider it like a family, and, and we're not huge. We don't want to build the White Brothers here. We don't want that type of a monster of a company. just want to have a good place. Everybody and have benefits and insurance and holidays and a Christmas party and, and make a good living and put our kids through school and, you know, and just um, enjoy what we do. And that's what that's uh, what we try and do here. Absolutely. You know, uh, product knowledge is, is huge. In fact, I found that very, uh, like, a great tool for me as I've done quite a bit of uh, um, retail jobs is that if you know something uh, as much as you can about that product uh, to pass that on to uh, any customer who might want to uh, try that product. It uh, that that like it's, it's not selling it. That's just t- teaching someone about the product and how it's going to be- benefit them to take them to that next next level. And that's one of the things that I love about retail sales is that I can tell you everything about this particular. Say it's a set of wheels. I know exactly what it's going to do for you. These are going this the the the. The benefits are this, this, and this, and it's the same on every single motorcycle. Whereas, like uh, something more intangible, it's tougher to really explain what it's going to do for you. But when you have someone come in and they've got some questions about a, a wheel set, that you guys uh, have all the knowledge. And uh, if you, like you said, if you don't know the answer, you'll find out the answer, and you'll you'll be able to uh, steer them in the right direction, which I think is uh, a great asset to your company. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing is, and, and anything in the motorcycle business. I mean, it could be a helmet, it could be new gear, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, look, motorcycles are great, right? We've all grown up riding them, and it's it's a passion, it's something we love to do, but it's really not a necessity. I mean, you're going to pay your rent before you're going to go buy a motorcycle, or you should, right? You should, yeah. You're going to pay your bills, your car payment, your electric bill, and whatnot. So, you know, at that point, it becomes you know, these become luxury items, you know, it's, it's that extra money that you work hard for, you save. And so when, when someone's spending a good amount of money on your stuff, I mean, you want to try and make sure you, you really do give them good service and, a, and hopefully a good experience and you want them to come back and, and you want them to tell their friends that, Hey, you know, I went to W and man, I got these really cool wheels and the people were friendly and, and good service and I got them quickly. And, and, but on top of all that, um, it's it's good. It's quality stuff, you know. I mean, you know, I think that the awareness to wheels, I mean, we've kind of seen it. We've been told this by some of the magazines. I mean, four years ago, 
I think if you went back and you looked at magazines and whatnot, you probably wouldn't be you probably wouldn't see a lot of advertisement and whatnot for wheels. Mm-hmm. That's and, and I would almost say it's something to really check it out. If you have any old magazines, go look mm-hmm. back like five years ago and, and and check it out. You know, but I know when we started our company, I mean, it was it was focused around certainly wheels with Talon, mm-hmm. and then we took on another quality high end brand like Kite. But now, if you pick up a magazine any month, any given month, you know, whether it be you know, Racer X or MXA or Transworld, whatever, um, you know, there could be three or four different, if not five, wheel companies selling product. And, and 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 I think that sometimes the consumers they look at stuff and they go, "Oh man, their stuff's just so expensive. They're just they rip, you know, they're, they're, why are they charge it so much." Well. You know, you got to sometimes look at where it's made and the components that it's made out of, you know. I mean, yeah, do we lose sales to some of the Chinese-branded companies, say? Certainly. And we don't try and compete against that, you know. I mean, I don't know, maybe because I'm an old-school guy, but, you know, I, I, you know, and even now as a dad, my kids ride a little bit. They're not little racers, but they ride a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I see stuff personally that, that – uh, this may be in the five or six hundred dollar range. I just kind of go, you know, you have to kind of realize if you're in have knowledge of business, like okay, if you're selling it for that much, you have to make a certain percentage on it. Um, at the end of the day, by the time you ship it over here and stuff, it's not very expensive. So at what point do you go, you know, what exactly are these components made out of, and right. what is the durability of this product and whatnot, you know? So. Um, and I'm always, you know, yeah, am I in the wibbles? Yeah, sure I am. But I'll also tell you, you know, like with my own kids, would I put my kids in a, a $79 helmet? No way. No. no way. And and most people that, that I've ever known, um, racers, I mean, personally, from stuff that I've seen, um, I would my recommendation if someone asked, I'd rather somebody put, put the money into good rims and spokes and nipples on stock cubs as compared to some of the stuff I've seen. Now, you know, sometimes it's really interesting, Brad, but a lot of people are swayed by magazines. And, you know, that's a good source. I mean, you could go online. Sometimes I think that if people trusted, if they trust everything they read out of a magazine, it's like, man, you need to do a little bit more research. And that includes our own stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, just because a magazine might say, oh, the W stuff used by Ryan Dungey or by, you know, Brayton or Barsha or, or, or whatever. That's cool right. and all. But get a little bit of history on, on, the, on the company, on the products that they use and whatnot, you know. Because sometimes, just because a magazine might say something's really good, there's other factors that might uh, uh, have led to that. Based you know? on advertisement I mean, and whatnot. Well, I mean, that, that yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's just con- that's just con- common knowledge i mean that mm-hmm. it doesn't have necessarily be a motorcycle part yep. that could be anything that could mm-hmm. be a bicycle part that could be a piece of stereo equipment i i don't know that could be a tv you know what i mean mm-hmm. but do a little research i think for when people are really asking about it uh, and wondering you know what how good is this stuff well you know talk to somebody talk to somebody that has it go online google it you know and and i'm i'm, I, I'm not going to say it, it, just if if you have a hub in mind that or a wheel set in mind that you go, man, I've heard those are pretty good. Or look at that, that they look all the same. Well, then just Google it and go to a chat forum and look at what people have to say. And and it's it's you know what honestly, it's some of the stuff that 
that I've been directed to and seen, it's pretty scary. It really is. But mm-hmm. but just, you know, educate yourself a little bit on, again, not just a wheel, but anything you buy for your motorcycle. And and uh, and because, you know, motorcycles are it's, they're, they're fun, but it can be a, a dangerous machine, too, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, just try and do a little research. Absolutely. You want to make, make sure you're as informed as possible, especially when putting anything on your, your bike that uh, uh, is as important as a set of wheels or anything in, for that matter. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. Time for a commercial. Yeah. Let's start off, Let's start with, with, Tech off with Tech One Designs. Tech One Design is, is the one-stop one shop for shop everything, custom. everything custom when it comes to motocross, motocross or lifestyle, or in, lifestyle general. in general. They've got apparel, t-shirts, both pit shirts and just casual shirts, graphics, over 24 semi-custom designs, obviously you can do a full custom kit yourself, two special editions and 19 different backgrounds to choose from. Tech One Designs has been doing this for a number of years, since 2010, been doing unbelievable graphics, you name it. Phone wraps, helmet wraps, neck brace, decal wraps, anything custom, they can make it happen. And uh, they've been doing so for quite some time. Um, hit them up at techonedesigns.com or email jamie at techonedesigns.com to get started today. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing.
What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, first of all, with brakes. Um, brakes are something on a bike that most people would say, my bike my bike has great brakes because to really I'm not all that fast enough to really grab a handful of front brake to begin with. Right. Um, but uh, like, how can someone uh, make, make an improvement to their bike as well as themselves as a rider by going with uh, some aggressive brakes from either Galfer or Brembo? Well, I mean, that's, that's it's a funny topic you know i mean brakes mm-hmm. so many people will put so much money into again and it, look i don't want this to sound like i'm um just being anti the pipe companies because you know what i mean if you look at my bike do i have an aftermarket pipe on my bike sure i do you know mm-hmm. i mean you're it's it not only the benefits of the performance the sound all of the above right Yep. But but for guys the the younger crowd that you know they want to put some of the hop up accessories on it they want to send their motor you know off to a guy to get built up and and, and a younger guy riding a 250 but one thing people don't do they don't really put a whole lot of attention into trying slowing it down and the same could be said for suspension people will make their bike fast before they'll make it work right you know exactly so I remember my time at White Brothers the first thing people we always told them was break your bike in and the first thing you should do is get your suspension serviced and i i yeah. I, I think that applies today you know exactly. i mean most people that ride a, a a 250 or a 450 for that matter especially a 450 i mean most 90 percent of the people can't ride a 450 to its its ability you know anyway you know what i mean yeah. never and, push it to its limit no no and 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 so you know suspension brakes i mean if you are at a point where you're going a little bit faster, you've hopped up the motor, yeah, can some brakes, some good brakes help you? Well, sure they can. I mean, I think that if you ever take a school with any of the guys that teach the moto schools and stuff, they'll tell you the importance of brakes as well and when to brake and whatnot. And the faster you go, the more braking you're going to need, you know? so For sure, like, actually, uh one of the uh, instructors that I had growing up was to basically determine the difference between uh, a decent... Um, intermediate rider and a pro rider is the front brake is 
how how hard, how late how hard do you grab a handful of front brake or uh, or to slam on the brakes uh, an e- equal amount uh, to get that bike stopped because being able to drive further into the corner allows you to that extra if it's a of a tenth of a second per corner well on a, on a track with 20 corners that's two seconds a lap absolutely I mean it, it's all about technique and look I mean from 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 a handful of years ago I mean the bikes are only they're they're say a four stroke now right they're heavier than any two strokes have ever been correct yep they're certainly faster they have more torque more horsepower therefore the capability to go faster is there suspension's never been better so with all that said i mean all the tools are there but to slow it down a little bit look i think that i think the 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 message is loud and clear honda went in 2015 honda actually went to a larger front disc okay okay kawasaki went to a brake uh, uh went to an aftermarket rotor front on the front of their bikes a larger disc they've never done that and hmm. this year they have so so that kind of tells you something right there as well i mean the brands that we carry i mean again we uh, basically when when we aligned ourselves with the brake companies we wanted to offer the very best like we did what we felt like the id excel on the rims talent and kite on the hubs and and i feel like the same way with brakes i mean galfer uh, great company uh, Sandro, the owner, is a good friend. We ran his stuff back when I was at White Brothers. He's very passionate about his company, very passionate about his brand, uh, very, very, you know, in in touch, in tune with his race teams, very aggressive. He's got some of the very best teams running his stuff. Uh, the Rockstar guys, JGR, BTO. Uh, this year, 2015, they just signed Troy Lee Honda, uh, Troy Lee KTM, my dad. And so, um, look, those guys could probably run whatever they wanted. Certainly, I know in the case of JGR, they could run factory stuff if they wanted. And they choose Galfer. I think a lot can be said for that, you know? Totally. Uh, so, Sandro, they make some amazing stuff, but they have also got some stuff they came out with this year that's better on a better price point, still oversized, but a better price point. Did you know that if you buy a KTM motorcycle, even though it has Brembo calipers on it, it has Galfer rotors already on it? I don't know if you knew that, but... Really? It, it does, yeah. If you look at a, a KTM motorcycle, 250, 350, 450, and take a look at the rotor, look at the riding, it'll say Galfer on it. So a lot hmm. lot, lot can be taken from that, you know. Um, Definitely. Our, and uh, our other brand, Brembo, um, uh, a short time that I spent uh, after I left White Brothers, before we started our company, I did some stuff for Brembo and, and a company called Marcassini. Uh, um, in the supermoto world, do you remember that stuff, those mag wheels at Troy Lee and and all those guys, Wardy and McGrath, all those mm-hmm. guys ran. Well, that's that was kind of what I did. Um, that was kind of my job, and in, in, in for 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 that, we brought those over here, and in, in, uh, I was traveling to all the supermoto races and working with those guys, and um, and uh, so I got real familiar with Brembo. I've had the opportunity to go to Italy a couple times, toured their facility. It's just unbelievable, man. Like. I, it's hard to really describe it, but you walk through there and you see, you know, their technology, and you walk through the racing department. Uh, they have a place called the Red Kilometer. It's, it's a building in uh, just outside of Milan, Italy, and it's a one-kilometer-long building along the interstate. It's all red, and you go in there, and it's pretty crazy, man. You got to turn in your cell phone and sign these old waivers. And look, we were the distributor for them, you know. And they take in these dyno rooms, and they just sit there and run brakes on the dyno. Um, you know, they, it, a lot of people may or may not know, but 
if, if you're fortunate enough to have the kind of money to buy a McLaren or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or or or, or any exotic sports car like that, they all have Brembo on them. Yeah. And if you're a big MotoGP fan like I am, you know, I think 90% of the guys in MotoGP run Brembo. Formula One, same thing. NASCAR, hmm. it's pretty amazing. So, so that a lot can be said for Brembo when you think like, wow, with that kind of technology behind them and you know uh, all their resources from materials and whatnot, for them to make an oversized brake hit for a motocross bike, got a pretty good idea. It's going to be pretty good because they wouldn't put out junk, that's for sure. So, you know, the fact that we had the opportunity to be the exclusive distributor for them and and um, and they run our stuff as well, pretty neat deal. You know, so uh, and we just took on another new one, Brad, this year. Um, oh, really? We did. We just did a deal with uh, folks, uh, Scott Hart. He owns a company called Moto Stuff. And okay. It's pretty cool, man. A lot of people might be more, might remember it more from something called CRF Stuff. That was the, the logo. Well, Moto Stuff, he's kind of transitioned over to that name. So just to put it in a nutshell, if you walk by Factory Honda's rig at Supercross in America this year and you look at uh, well, this year, Cole Seeley or, or uh, uh, Trey Kennard's bike right. or Eli Tomac, well, those front brakes are moto stuff. Okay, It's not a floating rotor. It's a flat disc. They make, uh, uh, And the other one would be Geico Honda. Geico Honda, they also run moto stuff. Uh, so all their lights, guys, and then, of course, Eli, even though he's on a factory bike, but still with all the Geico uh, signage and whatnot on it, uh, right. Anyway, it's kind of a cool deal, but they make a 280-millimeter uh, non-floating disc and real, real, real pumped to be the exclusive distributor for that as well here in, a, in the state. So really good stuff. Really Absolutely. Good stuff. I'm just taking a look at that uh, blade rotor on your website there. Absolutely yep. gorgeous. And anybody, anyone else like more uh, information on W Wheels, WUSA.com has it all. Uh, obviously, uh, a gorgeous website that's uh, your, your employee there at Put Together. Um, gorgeous stuff. Um, as far as Talon, Talon is one of those companies that uh, maybe a bit foreign to North Americans up until you guys brought it over uh, to the forefront. Um, why Talon, and uh, what are some features of Talon products that you like? You know, Talon. Yeah, a lot of history with Talon. Tom Tom White actually, when he started, you know, the company, uh, he was over at one of the international trade shows over in Europe. I think it might have been Cologne. In fact, we were just there about a month ago, mm-hmm. and and he was going through with his brother Dan, looking at new products and whatnot. And uh, 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 I probably shouldn't, I, I won't mention his name, but let's just say a very, very iconic gentleman in our industry in the racing world had said something to Tom about, hey, you should really think about bringing in a uh, aftermarket wheel because the stock wheels really aren't all that great. And here was this company named Talon in England, and they were making billet hubs. And back then, Tom, I mean, Tom went with us actually recently when we went to Germany. And, and we talk about that, and the stories come up a few times. But it's like, hey, you know, I'm building my, my catalog here, and, you know, no one's really done an aftermarket wheel. Well, as it turns out, even though that was the early 90s, Talon is very, very legendary for their speedway wheels and sprockets. Okay. And so he approached the gentleman there, George Sarton, who was the owner, and he talked to Tom and, and said, yeah, we do these. And Tom said, well, let me get some. I want to try them out. And he did. And 
that's where it all began. And and uh, shoot, what early '90s to now, 25 years. I mean, they were going prior to that, so they're 35, 40 year old company and, and based in England. Uh, they, I would say, the idea that they've done it longer than anybody is not a uh, exaggeration. So uh, uh, the fact that they can make that product right there. And certainly I know I do feel like it's helped our partnership with them and giving them feedback from these great racers that we have the opportunity to work with and helping them make the product better because at the end of the day, it's only going to make it better for everybody, the consumer that's willing to put down the money to buy them, you know. And mm-hmm. and, and, and so Talon, um, great, great company, great people over there, very passionate about what they do. I had second-generation owner now. Uh, Rob Sarton is the owner. And uh, his dad was George, and, and, and Rob runs the company now. Great guy, good partner for us. And, uh, you know, they've got certainly on the technology, technology side, heck, our carbon fiber stuff we do. A lot of people think it's a sticker, and, in fact, it's, it's not a sticker. It's actually a carbon fiber tube, uh, and then it's two pieces of billet aluminum machined, and it's pressed and bonded. Some of the components or some of the materials they use basically best described by uh, in the British military. They use like a, an adhesive for securing the helicopter blades uh, in the military over there, and that's the same uh, adhesive uh, proprietary stuff, which, I mean, I don't have any of it because they assemble them all over there. That's what they <laughs> use to assemble them. And now even this year we've got some ultralight hubs, again, just based on the fact that, you know, I can give them feedback on, hey, Here's where we're at with the weight on some of these factory hubs because I've been very fortunate to to be able to learn out you know learn what those weights are and you know if that's the ultimate goal these are hubs are made in Japan only for the factory teams like Honda and Kawasaki you know a consumer Brad if you had a million dollars and said I want to spend twenty thousand dollars on a couple sets of hubs for my son or or for you or whatever. You couldn't yeah. buy them if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Wild. So I've been very fortunate to be able to, over the years, to, to learn and and be able to, uh, uh, say, get information that, and, and have actually my hands on some of those hubs and weigh them and, and know what they weigh. So that's all, you know, that's all. Do we tell them, you know, the dimensions? No. But what I can tell them is, hey, okay, here's how much your hub weighs right now. And here's how much the factory one weighs. Well, you know, JGR could choose to run, or, or say Rockstar KTM, Husqvarna, uh, uh, yep. still getting used to that. They could choose to run a factory equipment piece and very lightweight. But if they come to me and say, hey, want to use your stuff, uh, want to work out a deal with you guys, it's good for W, it's good for us, um, it's good for the American market, you know, and, 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 and getting people to kind of build these identical race bikes then we need to get the weight down so we can provide that information to them again, the weights and they're engineers, you know, I'm not, uh, we're not, but they are, and that's what they've done forever. And then they can uh, build stuff. We can test it. We can send it to the lab for durability tests and find out when stuff's going to break. We do that with spokes all the time when we have companies approach us, you know, Mm -hmm. we always have that people send us spokes and they'd like to do business and we're not closed minded. So we say, we'll send us some samples and we test them. And if they're, if they aren't any stronger than what we have now, which I feel is very strong, then there's, in my opinion, there's no really, no need to change unless somebody's got something 
significantly better, then then why then why change? You know, uh, so Talon's a great great partner for us. Um, couldn't be more happy to to represent their brand in North America, which is the United States, and and of course up in Canada with you, man. Absolute. You know, uh, it's it's incredible to think that someone can purchase uh, a piece of uh, like a, a hub that um, compares to and is in any way aligned with something that the factories are putting out. Um, I don't want to get too much into like the like what the, the the meat and potatoes difference is between what the Talon's able to produce rather than what uh, the factories produce, but it's incredible to think that uh, that the hubs are good enough that the the the, the the teams are actually going with them rather than like basically passing up a one-off, one-of-a-kind piece to go with uh, the product that you're providing, uh, knowing that it's more, more than competitive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the same time, I, I think a lot of it, too, is expense. I mean, uh, again, all these top teams, um, the top, top factory subordinate teams, they have access to that stuff. But you know, Brad. I mean, they, everybody thinks everybody gets everything for nothing. They still, it still comes off of a budget from something. Well, now, of course. If yeah. it's Chad Reed, and you know, we're very fortunate here to still build Chad Reed's wheels to this day uh, with fact, with with factory, you know, factory Cali hubs. But in a case like that, I mean, he still has to he still has to buy them. They come out of a budget, you know. I mean, so if if he does a deal with Kawasaki. And they give him a certain amount of parts allowance that he has to use and use that throughout the year. Well, then, so when they order up the the parts, I mean, the spokes and the nipples and and clutches and all that stuff. I mean, if he wants the hubs, then they have to pay for it. And I, 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 I'm not going to say him, but some of the other ones I've seen how much they do charge, and it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. And so we can go in and and say with our brands with with Talon. And it's it's a process, you know. I mean, you got to get these guys familiar and comfortable with it. I mean, you talk about nerve wracking. I mean, two years ago when Davy Millsaps rode for for the Rockstar Suzuki team and he led the series almost the whole time, the whole way, he was battling with those guys for that title. And you know, it was pretty cool, man. He was on our wheels, Talon Carbon, you and yep. you know, everybody knows Davy Millsaps. He's he's a he's a pretty big dude. And he's pretty hard yeah. on stuff. And boy, when he won that Anaheim one a couple of years ago, amazing, amazing feeling. I couldn't have been more proud with that. But also, as you mentioned, you know about the fact that you can buy stuff that these heroes run. Pretty cool. That same hub that he ran. You know, if, if if Brad, you were if you were there and you were watching that race and you're like, oh, and you went in the pits and the pit party and got an autograph mm-hmm. and saw these carbon wheels and then you said saw the W sticker and go, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of into the sport, and and I I kind of see okay they do talent, and you called on Monday and said, man, I saw Davy Millsaps win. I'd love to have a set of those cool carbon magnesium uh, anodized hubs. Could I get some? I could say, yeah, Brad, no problem, man. Yeah, we have them in yeah. stock, and uh, we can do that for you. So what color you want? It's a pretty cool deal for sure. It's uh, it's pretty cool, and you know, can it be nerve wracking? Sure. I mean, if you're willing to put your products and services out there on the line in front of everybody, then, then you know, it, it, it's a catch-22 because if there was to be a problem, then it's like, oh, see, I told you, you know, those wheels aren't as good. And, and, and it's one of those deals where, hey, at least we're willing to go out there and compete and put our stuff, you know, out there with the very, very best. But oftentimes, 
when the guys go out and win, you don't always get the credit uh, when you win. Say a brand of any kind like that, a small part on the motorcycle, it doesn't even have to be a wheel. It could be the handlebar. I mean, if 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 Ken Roxon wins a race, he doesn't think his rental handlebar. But if Ken Roxon doesn't win a race and the handlebar breaks, then it's their fault. You know what I'm right. saying? So totally. I think the thing could be said the same way with uh, with wheels or, or really any component. I mean, same thing with Anderson last year. What a great year winning that title. And he was on the carbon stuff that we built right here at our shop. And, and that was pretty cool, you know, the same stuff that we sold. So pretty neat deal. And and I don't want to um, I, I don't want to leave out uh, another brand because I very, very high on the brand. Kite is our other wheel set. Of course. Um, amazing, amazing brand. It's uh, more familiar in Europe. It's only been over here for a couple of years. But that hub is the actual personal choice of Roger DeCoster for KTM America. Hmm. And prior to that, they used that over in uh, in Europe with Caroli and Hurlings. And uh, as you know, they've won plenty of world titles over there. And certainly Ryan uh, Dungey. Uh, has won some titles over here with it, and even this most recently, uh, Ken Roxon won a 450 uh, AMA title with uh, with Kite, uh, Italian brand, great people, great engineers. If you know anybody that's Italian that sells products, they're very, very, very passionate, almost to the point where you're like, man, they sure are proud of this stuff, you know, but it just shows their passion, and, and that's also the hub choice that we do with uh, JGR as well, so... Right. Uh, we've been with them for three years now, and and uh, uh, pretty cool deal uh, with Troy Lee uh, transitioning over to KTM now. Uh, Troy Lee Honda or Troy Lee KTM will now be using Kite as well. So pretty cool, man. We've uh, we've we've got some pretty high end, top notch race teams: Barsha and, and uh, Pike, and and certainly Wilson now, uh, Hill, Luskin, and uh, Ryan Dungey all on Kite again, and. And uh, I don't want to leave out because you're in Canada. Uh, a good friend of mine up there, Brad Ewan, he's part of the Rockstar Yamaha uh, OTSFF team. Uh, they run Kite as well. So uh, pretty cool deal. For sure. Actually, uh, Troy Lee and um, and Tutu Motorsports, one of the two original uh, teams that um, that you guys supported in your, in your first year. Um, is is that something that uh, you, you kind of had some some connections with right out of the box? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, with the Troy Lee guys, as I mentioned uh, earlier about working in Supermoto um, yeah. before we started our company. Well, Troy Lee, he was one of the innovators as far as uh, professional Supermoto racing at the level it became. And, you know, where they had a semi and, and, and they started with McGrath and then they had Jeff Ward and, and David Pingree and they had Cassie Anderson and, uh, you know, traveling the whole country, the United States, that is, doing supermoto. So I had a relationship. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Troy Lee. I consider him a friend. Um, um, and, 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 yeah, it, when, 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 they very, for, when they started their race team from the very beginning uh, in a little West Coast Supercross program, um, uh, actually, it was really one of his employees, uh, a gentleman, a guy named Matt Jory, and people, okay. if they don't know him, he owns a company in Utah called Proven. Uh, uh, and, and, and basically, Matt was the engine R&D guy for Troy Lee. So if you ever went to a Supercross or watched on TV and all the Troy Lee Hondas with uh, Cole Seeley 
and whatnot, where they were just ripping the starts uh, when Townley rode for them and everything. Well, that's Matt Jory. So you talk about engine builders and making horsepower, that guy can do it. Uh, anyway, he's out of Utah, Matt Jory. And so, um, you know, I, I said a while ago, Bob Weber, 60 helmets. Well, Bob, when he left White Brothers, he went to, to Troy Lee. Bob and I were always friends. And, um, and I had a meeting with uh, with, with uh, Matt and with Bob Weber because I was just starting with this, this other, doing this brand stuff for uh, representing the brand for, for Marcusini and Brembo. And they said, yeah, okay, let's try it. So we did a test. And and uh, I would have to say on that one, they almost immediately fell in love with it. And, uh, man, and worked with them ever since. And then um, so now they're going over to KTM. And, uh, yeah, and then Chad Reed, that was kind of a cool deal. Um, I, I kind of knew Chad from when I was at White Brothers, when we quit our, uh, when the race team, I should say, I didn't quit, but, but the, when White Brothers transitioned from our own race team to, um, to, uh, still helping riders like Carmichael and Villeman and Wyndham and Reed on, on their factory Hondas and, and Yamahas respectively there, uh, they ran our White Brother pipes and my job for a couple of years was rider support and working with our race teams and, I imagine that, huh? I mean, my job was no yeah, Monday through Friday, uh, <laughs> working amateur support, but but uh, going to the races and carrying gear bags of pipes to those guys. So I kind of knew Chad from that, and when when uh, he was in that transition time of starting his own team, another friend of mine, I'm sure you know Kenny Watson, with RCH. He uh, Chad at that time was talking to them. They were talking to him about uh, maybe coming on board with his team, and he saw some of our wheels and was going over to do an Australian Supercross and just kind of said, hey, think he could help me out? And without even asking really anybody, I just said yes. And, you know, Chad Reed, heck yeah. And you know For what? Sure. Um, we've kind of had a relationship ever since to where, you know, even though now he uh, he runs factory stuff, you know, part of his contract with, with Cowie, we still, he, he trusts us, and we still are able to, uh, you know, we build the wheels for, for Mike Gosler and for Dave Osterman, Lars and those guys for Chad. And it's, you know, it's pretty neat, a pretty neat deal. So I guess you were one of the first people to find out that he was on Kawasaki's then. Um, well, if you're building him wheels last yeah, year. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 well, one of the first, I don't know where that means as far as I come on, come in line. I, you know, that's, what's kind of cool on, on, on my job, say personally is, having the opportunity to work with so many different race teams. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, yeah, I, I, I hear this stuff from a pretty good source and I just want to like go man, you know, you want to like call your buddies, but at the same time, it's just stuff out of respect and professionalism. Totally. You just can't yeah. say, but you, and then when it comes out, you kind of want to go, man, but, but you know, my, my close friends, it's like, man, but I, I already knew that. And they're like, yeah, right. Well, why didn't you say something? Well, they don't understand. I could try and be the big hero and say, oh, I knew. I was on the inside. But you know what? All that would do is just yeah, you start to lose, lose respect trust. and trust with those teams. And I pride mm -hmm. myself on that. That Hey, I mean, plenty of times um, there's been situations where, uh, to this day, where guys use something a little bit different, and they brought it to me, and they said this is what they want to do, and that's, that's their deal. You know, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's not my place to go and tell somebody else if that other team finds out about it. 
somehow, some way, through a mechanic, slip of the tongue, or whatever, fine. But you know, it's not going to come from me. Yeah. So, so yeah, I do. I'm very fortunate to 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 have a pretty cool job to be able to work with these guys and and learn some little little tidbits and little insider stuff. It's kind of fun. Well, trust is huge, and I trust that you're going to have some uh, some fun dealing with Weston Pike on your wheels this year. Guys, uh, 210 pounds, soaking wet in motocross boots, uh, and uh, so I'd imagine he's going to be hard on your stuff. But if he's not so far, who is uh, the hardest on uh, the equipment that you provide uh, of all your athletes? I would say Weston Pike or Davy Millsaps. Those were, and I, I worked with Weston. I know his dad. You know, his dad and I are friendly. I used mm-hmm. to race against his dad back in the day, big, big Lou, and um, I mean, dude's a bulldog. I mean, he's very aggressive. Yeah. I mean, everybody says it. You look at the pictures, but you know, he's a big, big guy. I mean, and and uh, and same with Davy. So those guys, and look, I mean, we've learned through some 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 interesting, some you know, uh, uh, some t- testing and racetrack and whatnot. We've 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 learned how to make our product product better because of those guys, you know. Definitely. Uh, whether it be some stronger bearings or spokes or whatnot. I mean, again, it just goes back to we are willing to the stuff we sell, Brad. I mean, uh, I have all the confidence in the world on it. I put my own kids on it. Uh, I put my best friend on it, and my own family on it. Uh, but when you get in these guys' level of racing that they're at, you got to make sure. You have, you know, done all that you can to make sure you're solid. And it doesn't mean that stuff still can't happen. And that's where you learn. Um, you know, we've never had a, a, a situation where anyone's, say, gotten hurt, uh, a racetrack failure um, um, to where it cost somebody a championship or, or anything significant. I mean, there's little things that can happen. You know, Supercross, it's a very tight uh, confines of a stadium, so you know, 20 riders going into a what a 15-yard spread into the first turn. I mean, yeah. every weekend you watch one of those races, and that could be outdoors. That could be in yeah. your Canadian Nationals too. It doesn't matter. It could mm-hmm. be at a local race. You know, people. That's when all the riders are going to be the closest together. And hey, you know, there are no discs on wheels. What I mean is like speedway bikes. Yeah. So they get too close. Foot peg goes into the spokes. You know. Are they just going to make a noise? Nope. They're probably going to break. That's just no. part of racing, you know. So, mm-hmm. so we have learned stuff from those two guys, actually, that you speak of, and 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 it's stuff that we've even incorporated into our product for this next coming year to uh, to make it even better. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to working with them. Um, uh, Davey, not so much. I, I want to clarify that Davey's on Factory Cowie. Uh, right. After he got his program, uh, you know, sent him a text and. Said, hey, you know, congrats on the new program, and it was a, it was really an honor to to work with you, and wish you all the best, and um, and um, you know, he was very nice in his response. So, you know, you never know where these guys might end up. You might work together with them again. So, uh, for sure, you try not to burn any bridges and um, to stay, uh, stay kind of, you know, right down the middle there. Excellent. Now. Uh, um just to, to wrap things up, yep. uh, where do you see uh, W Wheels going from here? Um, is there a lot of room for growth, and uh, what do you look to achieve in the coming years? Well, I would say as far as growth goes, I mean, right now uh, we've got 
three really good distributors here in the United States uh, selling our product, um, Western Power Sports, Tucker Rocky, and MTA. Yamaha does as well, actually, GYTR. They sell our sprockets, talent, and our, our wheel sets as well. Um, as far as growth, I mean, we, we have some great dealers. Many of the dealers that we have, I think we have a dealer network of about 2,700 active dealers in the United States, uh, which would also include North America as well up, you know, like I said, up in Canada. Um, that we're real, you know, pumped that, 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 that they have our catalog and, you know, we have dealers from Florida to Michigan to New York to Texas to Washington and then, as mentioned, up into Canada buying product from us. So it's a pretty cool deal. I think for the future for us, um, and we've started to already a little bit, some more W-branded products. Um, you know, we've introduced some what we call some bling kits, which are uh, like our own uh, uh, rim locks and mm-hmm. uh, uh, valve stem, uh, billet valve caps, you know, with our yeah, logo on it, and uh, rim locks as well, rim lock nuts. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really, we're very fortunate that, we we had a really nice visit you know, over in Germany and looked around at the show and you know these these international shows are really the world stage for motorcycles and motorcycle products and and hey I'm an American I was born here born and raised I'm proud to be an American um, oftentimes when people talk about well you know and look I, and I'm not critiquing at all uh, sometimes some companies have gone I think a little bit overboard because they haven't always been so truthful, but when they say, you know, it's American made or American built, you know, there's a difference between uh, American made or American built. You know, it might be made in America, but there's a difference between that and something being built in America. Now, our stuff, is it made in America? No, it is not. It's made in England and Italy, uh, and it's hand built in America by us. Okay. But the thing that I crack up about is, so oftentimes people are very critical of stuff like that, but yet the same parts that they're critical and even the companies that are kind of trying to be, say, attack other companies for bringing some of the stuff in, at the end of the day, it's still going on a motorcycle made in Japan or made in Austria. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so people, I mean, you don't often see people being critical of, I'm not going to buy a Honda because it's not made in America. You know, I'm not going to buy a KTM because it's made in Austria. Um, but sometimes I think that could just be creative marketing, you know. So for us, I mean, uh, um, you know, we want to probably work on some more W-branded products. Uh, and you never know where that could be. That could be a W wheel someday. It could be a W sprocket. But I can tell you, if we do it, and, and, and what we've really worked hard to do to build our reputation here for carrying quality stuff, we're not going to put junk out there. We're just not going to do that because I feel like we've worked too hard, uh, like everybody in this business, but too hard and invested way too much of everything we've got, uh, you know, financially into this business to just put something junk out there and and uh, and, and have people sour on a W branded product. So, yeah, I would say that. I mean, W branded products. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, maintaining the dealers that we have and building more. And, 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 and one thing, I know we've gone a while, but I, I want to make sure I do touch on it a little bit because I'm very proud of what we do do up in Canada with, uh, with the guys up there and the race teams. But right. uh, I certainly a goal of mine would be to get more 
uh, W uh, products into uh, into Canada. We do have some good dealers that do purchase from us, for sure. I'd like to try and do more because uh, as proud as I am, uh, you know, working with the American-based teams, like if you go on our website, um, I would say probably the heaviest hitting teams up in Canada. Pretty lucky, man. I mean, we rockstar the OTSFF guys uh, 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 up there, Brad. Uh, Andy yep. White, I've known him for many, many years, the Royal Distributing Fox KTM team. Um, worked with him for many years, even prior to this. And I, I want to tell you a story when we're done with that, or with sure. this. Leading Edge Cowie. Leading Edge. Yeah, that was something that came about from, uh, really it came around from Brett Metcalf and uh, uh, a guy named Hoodie. Hoodie's a guy down here. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, as yep. calls him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that story this year. And, and, and I haven't worked with Polartelli and, and and all that, but Metcalf, uh, that was something where it was kind of him. He kind of pushed that. Uh, he really wanted to have our wheels on the bike, and we did that deal this year. And yeah, it was a bummer that Brett came down here. It was a bummer for for um, uh, for Jason and those guys up there, Leading Edge, that they lost him. But it looks like maybe Brett may be coming back to Canada. So you know, that's just going to make so, yeah. some awesome racing for them. And 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 hey, I mean. You know, sometimes you save the the champion for the last because he he deserved it. Um, but in all due respect to Andy, they did win a MX2 title with uh, Medaglia Medaglia up there, right in the lights. Um, with the uh, with the KTM guys, but and, and so I want to make sure I mention that because that was pretty cool. And they run our our Talon Carbon stuff on the Andy White's team. But uh, oh, wow. um, um, uh, Derek Schuster. Uh, that was something through, and I know you know all these guys, but uh, Donk, you know Donk? Yep, Scott. <laughs> well, I worked with him with, uh, really started with Chisholm and then with Tyler Bowers and Arena Cross, and then he That's was right. uh, he was friends with Colton, and uh, we uh, I know there was uh, somebody that was approaching them. I was, They told me after after that uh, some company was offering to give them a bunch of free wheels and whatnot, and I think it was one of those deals where um, uh, Colton, and those guys, he maybe, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, a team could say, here, this is what you're running, but those top guys, they kind of want to, they're not fools, you know? No. I mean, this is how they make their living, their livelihood. They have families, and they want to make sure that, hey, you know, I want to make sure I have good stuff on my on my bike, and these other guys are running it. You know, why am I not running it? And I would say in the case of the Gopher Dunes guys uh, with the Honda program with TLD and all that, that that's kind of how that all panned out, and that was pretty dang cool, you know. That that uh, that Colton won that title, and he was on our our billet stuff, you know, with DID rims, and pretty neat deal. So, um, very very proud of that, and and so much so. I mean, look, like I said, on the homepage of our website, we have a thing on there where it says W's proud supplier of, and all these different brands and logos on there, and you'll see those four teams on there, and I'm very proud of that that we. Uh, we uh, work with each and every one of them. Every one of those guys, just awesome dudes and um, great race teams. And uh, it's an honor to, to do their stuff and to have uh, uh, the KTM guys and Honda guys win titles with our stuff was pretty dang cool, man. So um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's kind of it. 
Excellent. You know what? I really appreciate your time. Uh, it was an extensive interview. I think we covered all bases. Yeah. And uh, what can I say, man? I appreciate your time, and yeah. uh, thanks again for doing this. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, and, and I want this one more thing. I want to say real quick. That and for sure. I, I'm sorry, and and if you got to cut it off because you're on it. Something Dude, to do I'm, with, with I, Canada. I'm looking for a job um, right was, now. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with Canada, and 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 I'm going to backtrack just a little bit, but. No uh, when I was at White Brothers, there was a race at, um, um, uh, it was called the U.S. Open, okay, and they held it at the MGM Grand That's right. uh, Hotel and Casino. When I was at White Brothers, I don't know if you, if you look back on it and you, you Google it, it was presented by White Brothers. Well, um, I had a real fortunate opportunity to work with a couple guys, um, uh, Eric Bernard and Tim Clark, and... Mm-hmm. They were the promoters of the thing, and they put it together, and they approached White Brothers, and they wanted to do this specialty race. And this race was going to be four strokes in the stadium. Go, go figure that's that out, right? right? Blair Morgan. Yeah, okay. And that's where I'm going with this. And, and I'm sorry if I'm dragging this on, but this is kind of important. Not a problem. To know Love this. it. So, so what happened was my job at White Brothers and race stuff, well, Tom's all, hey, I want you to meet with these guys. And, and so I did, and, and we talked, and they said, hey, you know, you're kind of around the four-stroke scene. Can you um, can you help us with this? And I said, sure. You know, we're part sponsor on it. So you know a lot of these race guys. Can you help us locate some racers? So as crazy as this sounds, man, they actually gave me the, the, the position or the responsibility to invite the four-stroke riders for the event. And right. we did this for a couple of years, and we had – uh, we had uh, Dubok, we had Spud Walsters, we had Damon Bradshaw. That was a fun one for me to get Damon Bradshaw. He actually rode for us at White Brothers. That was an honor, and I still have his jersey to this day. And then you, do you remember some guys like Marco Dubay? Of course, yeah. Okay. I talked to Marco uh, almost weekly basis. Well, sure. I, I didn't know him, but that's how I knew of Andy White because if, I, if my history is right, Marco rode somehow or another. He was tied in with Andy White back in the day. And right, so you were at KTM's in yep, the early 2000s. There you go. So when I was when I was talking to, to to different people and getting them out for this event for this specialty, only 12 people are invited. Uh, we invited uh, Marco and Jason Thomas, JT Money, right? Invited him. Yeah. And so anyway, the list goes on and on. Well, I got to tell you, one of the neatest things for me and and and, and was the fact that when Blair Morgan came, uh, I was put in touch with his people. I called him, uh, asked him if he'd come. I knew he was a legendary arena or uh, a snowcross guy up there, of course, and but yep. also he was a heck of a motocross guy. And I Every remember we invited him, and I met him at the uh, in the uh, little show office there at the MGM under the stadium. Met him, and you know what was cool is uh, uh, I'll never forget it. He came to that race, and I don't think anybody thought he had a chance in heck to do anything, and yeah. he kicked everyone's butt and he won that thing no it's not like everybody just fell down and he just walked away and you know and and, and motorcycles are great right and but they can also be pretty devastating as well and some Mm -hmm. of the things that happen and i know this all too well from one of our family members that you know uh, uh you know is in a wheelchair today and and when when blair got hurt and and all it was really a sad time and and look, it's not like I was really close to him or anything like that, but nonetheless, it was pretty bad. I remember seeing a story about him, and one of the neatest things to me was they did a little story with him, and and uh, 
as he was giving him a tour of his home and stuff, I'll never forget uh, one of his proud things that he said was he still had that trophy from winning the U.S. Open at the MGM Grand, his white brother trophy, and man, it gave me goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps right now, even telling you this. But That's how wild. cool! How cool is that? Like the idea that man, I got to work with that guy, and and he came to our race, and I got to call him and invite him to come down, and he did, and he came. He competed and he, he he won. He kicked everyone's ass down here. Excuse my French, but he did it and uh, a pretty cool deal. So uh, anyway, so I, I feel like that, uh, you know, I, I feel like part of my history, part of my background involves Canada. And uh, anyway, so I just wanted to tell you that because it was uh, a very proud thing for 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 uh, for me personally. Absolutely. That was uh, quite the event, 2001, for those who are unfamiliar, but uh, not just beating some uh, some other four-stroke guys. We're like, you know, as Marco Dubé that you mentioned, but uh, pro circuit, ex-pro circuit rider Craig Decker, Keith Johnson, J- JT Money, uh, Keith Johnson, well, probably Kevin Johnson. No, it Jimmy, was Keith. Jimmy, he was, he was, uh, he oh, was uh, East Coast guy. Yeah. Two, two of them. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Lamastis, of course, up from Spokane. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Smith, John Dowd, Ryan yep. Turlicky, and Kyle Lewis, who I'm amazed didn't get the whole shot. <laughs> and how cool is that? And, I mean, you talk yeah. about a great industry job, right? And for me, you know, I hear those names, and it, 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 it's funny because I haven't heard all their names in a while. But when you say it, in fact, I have a Kyle, Kyle Lewis jersey, and, 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 that he gave me and I'm, I'm friendly with to this day. I see him around it, you know, once or twice a year. But when I hear those names, it just kind of gives me a chuckle because the idea that here was this, you know, this kid, I I wasn't a kid, but I felt like it. And, and these, these amazing guys, Eric Bernard and Tim Clark gave me this responsibility to, Hey, you know, the four stroke guys, you've been around it. You go to these four stroke nationals. We want to put on a cool event. And the idea that they put, you know, a, a kind of a novelty. Hey, let's put these four strokes in this little arena cross venue as kind of a novelty. And look at where we are now, where everything in a stadium now is a four stroke, you know. But at that time, it was almost like it was before its time. It really was, you know. It was. And, absolutely. Uh, it was. So that's pretty cool. It was really neat that, that your, uh, your knowledge is that. It is very good that you knew all those people, and because uh, I really haven't you, heard their names in a long time, so pretty cool. Absolutely, you know that's uh, I love the history of the sport, and uh, it's it's amazing to think that uh, 15 years ago or 14 years ago, uh, you had an event where four strokes were featured as more of like a, a let's like um, call it a sideshow, uh, whereas now they dominate the sport, and people now beg for a, a two-stroke sideshow. So things are completely flipped on their ear. But uh, the one thing that stays the same is that wheels are round, and uh, and you've been around the entire time to see it all unfold. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, um, I, I definitely uh, had a had a had a fun, it, it, and it, it continues to be fun today. So uh, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.